Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Father Brian Eckrich in studio again. He's been back. He's been here a lot lately. Um, We're going to talk about a very interesting concept of time. Talking about chronos and kairos, which are Greek words. I promise you, this is not going to be boring. I know (laughs) Dr. Bergwald's looking at me like, you did what? (laughs) It's a really good conversation. You're going to understand at the end why it's bad to live in the future or the past and why it's important that we live in the present and a little bit of how to do that. So stick around for that interview. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald is back. No more substitute teachers. (laughs) 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 We and Father Scott did great, but we got to have Dr. B. There we go. Well, I mean, it's uh, Bill Bites is Dr. B, not Bill Bites with Father, Father Scott. Or Father T. Father Bill Bites with okay, that, <laughs> Father that, T. It still works. <laughs> uh, yes, good to be back. Um, so we're talking, I'm just going to jump right in. Actually, right. no, I can't. Oh, he's going to yeah. ask me what Sunday it is. 23rd? Uh, at least can you confirm or deny that uh, it's the 23rd Sunday? No. 24th. 22nd. <laughs> She's that, that's not me. much of a lifeline for no, you, Renee. She was not. <laughs> it is the twenty third. Okay, yeah, that's um, a great guess. And the, <laughs> the the first reading this Sunday is from Ezekiel, uh, and that's what I want to focus on for okay. today. So the gospel, because again, as we've said many times, the first reading, response to Psalm, and gospel are always thematically connected. Mm-hmm. The gospel is about if your brother sins against you, go to him. Tell them your oh, fault. Sure. So, like that—that that sort of that progression. Like, yes, that was the word yeah. uh, that I was looking hey, for. I thought of a word before you. Thank Ooh. you. I was going to say cascading is for, right for, now. <laughs> for right now. So, um, Ezekiel is tell. I'm going to okay. So, I'm going to read the reading kind of quickly, but yes. hopefully clearly, and then explain. I think what's important to notice. Thus says the Lord. You, son of man, so that's God speaking to Ezekiel. You, son of man, I have appointed watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them, warn them for me. If I tell you, if I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way. The wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he refuses to turn from his way, he shall die for his guilt, but you shall save yourself. So Ezekiel, right. Okay. So but let me give context and then we'll get to the, okay, even I'm, I'm frankly, I'm going to heighten the, oh. yeah, the significance of this. Right. Ezekiel is writing uh, during the time of the Babylonian exile. Okay. So this is the time in Israel. This is um, five-ish centuries before Jesus. Okay. And the Israelites prior to then um, had been unfaithful to the Lord. They had sort of divided into two, two kingdoms, the Northern kingdom, the Southern kingdom, And then the Northern kingdom was taken in exile. Then the Southern kingdom was taken into exile. And because they were not faithful to the Lord and his covenant, they they were worshiping false God. They weren't caring about proper um, love, devotion to the Lord, proper worship of the Lord. They're worshiping false gods instead. So there are consequences to Mm -hmm. this. They, they, and not because the Lord punished them. It was just the natural consequences of their lack of fidelity to the Lord. They were taken off. They were conquered Mm -hmm. and taken off into exile. And basically what, what, what's going on here is, yeah, it's not like 100% of the, the citizens in the, either of the kingdoms were unfaithful. Right. 
but they didn't do anything about those who were. That's what I was just going to ask you is, is, was it everybody? And it, it wasn't. It wasn't everybody, but for those Sounds who were faithful, familiar. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because so this is, this is heightening, you know, yeah. the application for us today. Um, we are called. So one of the spiritual works of mercy is uh, to admonish the sinner. That's admonish the want, sinner. Right? Okay. Yep. 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 Um, and instruct the ignorant yes. is another. Yes. So two related actually. Yeah. So admonish the sinner. So we are called because when we, when, when, when somebody sins, the first victim is themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody sins, the, the greatest victim is themselves. Um, so if, if, if you were to shoot me dead right now, obviously that would be great visiting a grave evil upon me. I'm dead, right. but you've actually visited a worse evil upon yourself. You've committed murder. Right. So as bad as me being dead is you being in a state of having committed murder is worse. Right. Um, so, it's good for Elise in that situation to say, Renee, don't do that. But no, what's happening in our culture is what happened in Israel. The Sorry, Elise, you're, because you, this is what happens when you don't mic yourself up. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, no, Renee, you be you. You know, who am I to impose my morality on you, Renee? If you want to shoot Chris, I mean, I wouldn't do that if I were in your shoes, but who am I? What if you didn't even say that, though? What if you just didn't say anything? Correct. But you knew about it. Correct. Same thing? Yes. Okay. Now, so- so we're called to do what we, because of Elisa's concern for you, let alone me, mm-hmm. she wants you to, to keep you from doing something that again is more harmful to the committer than even the victim. Right. Um, so we, we're, we're called to do what we can to prevent people from doing the wrong thing. Now, the important thing to keep in mind is we're not off the hook. Elise would not be off the hook by, hey, Renee, you shouldn't do that. You better stop doing that. No, the, the point is to do what's the best way for Elise to prevent okay. you from doing. So sometimes we're, well, I just told them, I told them that what they're doing is wrong and wasn't that good enough? No, it was actually, what's the most fruitful way for me to correct the ignorant, instruct the ignorant and admonish the sinner? That's what I'm called to do. What's most likely to bear fruit? Uh, that's really good stuff, Dr. Bergwald, and very timely. Amen. Thanks a lot. You bet. In studio with me today, we have the always popular Father Brian Eckrich. It's good to be here. He's, as he's got a big old smile on his face because he knows that we love when he comes here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Father Eckrich has come in today to talk about something very interesting, a little deep, but not too deep for for anybody to understand. So we're going to talk about time, which sounds boring, but it's not boring. (laughs) Uh, How to foster silence to find God. So this is all going to kind of revolve around fretting about the future, dwelling on the past, and living in the present. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sounds like a great Okay, good. (laughs) Because I was like, how am I going to introduce this topic? So, um... Father, thank you so much for coming down from your Millbank area pastorate. Do you guys have a name yet? You don't, right? We don't yet. Okay. No. Any any thoughts? He's like, I'm not even going there. <laughs> Just getting the committee together. Okay, so. good. How are things going? Pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Getting all settled in. And oh, you're yes. from that area, sort of. Yep. So, so it's, it's that's close, not so closer bad. Closer to home and closer to Watertown. Yeah. Yeah. Close, close to good people. Yes, very much. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, time. I'm going to let you start, but I think 
we want to start with like, how did, because this kind of has to do with a Greek definition of time, an ancient definition of time, probably the right definition of time. So yes. you want to start there. Yeah. So this was something I recently discovered maybe a couple of weeks ago. It was actually a Casey in your office uh, was the one that uh, brought this distinction to my attention that you know, ah. obviously modern English, we just have the word time. Mm-hmm. But those the ancient Greeks, they were a little bit more nuanced than we are. Yep. Um, and they have two definitions of time. Okay. Kronos and Kairos. Okay. And so maybe we can begin talking simply about just some basic definitions. Start with Kronos. Yeah. Um, so they define Kronos as time insofar as it's a quantity. Okay. That it's a before and after that's always progressing. We say like time is fleeting, mm-hmm. like maybe the, the moment escaped me. And um, they actually viewed this Kronos as the bad form of time. It's okay. Something that. Oh, there's a bad and a good. Yeah, okay. Kronos is bad. We'll just okay. establish that as kind of the base here. <laughs> okay. Um, and we'll, we'll explain why that is. And it's, it, it'll become very evident in your own experience right. of life. Right. So they viewed Kronos as the form of time that enslaves man. Okay. And so that's the basic definition of, do we want to stick to just the basic definition of Kronos first and then we'll talk about Kairos yeah, later? Yeah, but it's, it's interesting that you say that in that way, it enslaves man. And as soon as you say that, I'm thinking we all feel confined by time Yes. all the time. So you're going to explain this to us and, and everybody's going to be like, oh, so just, yeah, go yeah. ahead. What's Kronos so, or Kairos? Sorry. Kairos then is kind of the, the good form of time. Okay. It's Kairos is not a quantity of time, it's progression of time. Kairos is really a quality of time. Okay. To that I am present in this moment. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that I should be doing is most proper for me to do in this moment, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kairos is not concerned about a progression of time. It's just essentially just living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And we'll discover then I can explain, you know, how that actually then liberates us. And, and yeah. that's, that's what God ultimately desires us to live in, in, in Kairos. Yeah. This, and we'll understand that we, when we encounter in the moment, uh, we attain this, this peace, this, this silence in our own hearts and minds and yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny that you you said Casey brought this up to you and you didn't know anything about it because in my experience with you, uh, you're actually fairly good at living Kairos sometimes. Yes. One of the things that Father Eckers does, if you don't know this about him, um, when he is uh, doing something with someone, goes to their house for a meal, whatever it is, he leaves his cell phone in his car. Yes, intentionally. Yeah, so there's this, uh, focus on the present, on the person who's in front of you, instead of worrying about, ooh, what was that thing I had on my schedule earlier? Or, gosh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook or, you know, whatever. Or, oh, my phone rang a little while ago and someone left a message. I need to go, and, you know. So you're very good at that. Now, I don't know if you're always good at that, but that's been my experience with you many times. Absolutely. I'm, those, those are absolutely wonderful, joyful moments. Yeah. Whether, you know, I'm spending time with you guys office here or anyone yeah um but yeah i guess so you noted it then or maybe repeat what you said kind of like we can get uh you know what well, you know the reality of distraction yeah and so maybe kind of we can touch base back with chronos yeah it's the kind of how 
and trying to define it, I think the best way to explain it is just to appeal to our own human experience. Right. But one of the things that people always say is, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And it's like, okay, yes, and real life is busy. You know, mm-hmm. you're busy now that I'm in charge of, I'm a pastor for parishes. Um, I'm busy, you mm-hmm. know. I even think of days like this week, I have two funerals. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm burning through emails. I'm, I, I get phone calls all the time, and that's not a bad thing. Right. But, but one thing I find myself is I begin worried about, I'm like thinking, oh, I'm getting behind schedule. I gotta, I'm, I'm always worried about the next thing. Right. Oh, yes. And now the focus is on the future. Mm-hmm. You always know you're in Kronos because you look into the future. Mm-hmm. And so many of those times in those when I'm having a phone conversation or just an email or I'm just like my disposition is like, oh, let's just get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it get, it's, it's stressful, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you get to the end of the day and you, I kind of ask myself, feel this, with this feeling of emptiness, I'm like, was I ever once really truly present right. to anyone I talked to today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, so I'm sure we, we've all experienced that. Yes. Yes. And it's not that now some people might say, well, I have to be thinking about the future to some degree. And that's true because otherwise you'll just like miss all your meetings and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think what you're saying is, is to not have all of your focus on the future or the past. Don't dwell on things that have already happened that can't be changed anyway. Yeah. Is that right? I think you have to have a healthy balance. Yeah. 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 The future future is a reality. Yeah. But you just can't let it take mastery over you. Right. Okay. So- um, we talked about wh- why Kronos is bad for us. In fact, I'm, I'm wondering how many people, if they're listening to this, are just actually barely listening and thinking about all the things they have to do. So snap out of it. Come back. I'm focus <laughs> on us right now. We're at the, we're in the present. <laughs> Listen, hear us. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so do you want, do we need to define Kairos more or have you, you think you've Kronos. got that? Or Either which, one. Which one we Either okay. one. Well, um, one thing I guess I was going to maybe a, a, an interesting segue or good segue. Yeah. Um, and I have it, you have this in front of you, but I want to like one of my favorite authors is C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine and too. So C.S. Lewis wrote this, one of his famous works is the screw tape letters. Mm-hmm. Screw tape letters are a series of, of fictional letters um, that written from one demon to another, like right. instructing them on how to tempt human beings to get mm-hmm. to hell. Mm-hmm. And this is letter 15, and I could see how much of this I actually want to read. But I guess I'll maybe paraphrase, but he's talking about, screw tape is talking about how uh, humans live in time, uh, but God destines, destines them for eternity. Uh, so there's this reality that, that, that there's two categories that God desires for us. Ultimately, he desires us to live in eternity. Mm-hmm. But we here on earth in time, well, He's saying the way we encounter God's eternity, we live out uh, as close as we can get to God's eternity here and now. Okay, is the present moment. Okay. Um, well, maybe I can, I can also can maybe take a segue on this too, or a further explanation. But it is the reality of God that God is eternal. He's outside of time. Mm-hmm. So this is important to note that God does not have a before or an after. Right. That I guess in the words of an ancient philosopher, uh, Boethius. Uh, don't need to remember that name. I guess people don't know who that is, but <laughs> Boethius said eternity is the complete and simultaneous possession of all time. Oh, okay. so this reality that God experiences every single moment of human history, the progression of time, God experiences it all right now. 
Right. Which kind of can blow your mind. I'm not. Making, yes. Like, don't, I don't expect people yes. like terribly grasp it, but it's this reality that, that God, his only experience of existence is the present now. Right. And so then you think, well, if I want to encounter God, uh, I have to go to where he's at. He mm-hmm. lives in the eternal present. And so I have to be in the present, mm-hmm. um, live in the present moment. And then, so that's the, the, the evil one wants to recognize that. And so Screwtape is talking about how he's like, our business is to get them away from the eternal and from the present. Uh, with this in view, uh, sometimes we tempt them to, to live in the past. Uh, but he says the past isn't quite as good of a temptation because the past is still... Uh, you can't change it. You it's can't gone. change it. It's yep. gone. So he said it's far better to get them to live in the future. Uh, we see where it said, the uh, future inflames hope and fear. It is all. It is all. It is unknown to them, so that in making them think about it, we make them think of unre- uh, unrealities. In a word, the future is of all things the thing least like eternity. Mm-hmm. It is the most complete temporal part of time, for the past is frozen and no longer flows. The present is all lit up with eternal rays. Mm. Um, but then he goes on to say, he's like essentially, you know, the future is uh, anxieties, yeah. fear, worry. And we've experienced this too, like how many times, how many of our human sins are then rooted in just worrying about the future? Yeah, yeah. Um, You can think of fear, ambition. um, Lust. Even just, yeah, that Mm. too. There's all sorts of, you know, so so that's where it's like, okay, the the evil one's always trying to get us to worry about the future. Mm -hmm. And God is always just saying, gently saying, no, come back here. Mm -hmm. I want to encounter you, live in the yeah, this one sentence here is really, uh, it says, gratitude looks to the past and love to the present. Fear, avarice, lust, and ambition look ahead. Ambition, especially, yeah. to me. I mean, all of those, fear, ambition, those two are probably the most for a lot of us. Yeah. But love to the present, God is love. So yeah. that's where he is. So if you... I guess the thing that comes to mind for me right away is um, something like uh, going to adoration. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes difficult to keep your mind in the present in adoration. But if you can do that, not only are you in the presence of God there already, because Jesus is in the tabernacle, if you've gone to adoration with Jesus there. Um, so now you're going to sit in silence and really encounter him even more. So that's where you're going with the, live in the present. Yes. And maybe one thing I think that's a practical that just came to mind, but like talk about adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of image into like, like I don't, I intentionally don't bring my cell phone yeah. on a, in conversations. Like yeah, a practical advice. If you go to, go to, go to pray in the chapel, mm-hmm. leave your phone in the car. Yes. Take your watch off. Don't, don't think about like, Oh, I have to, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. Or I'm going to pray for an hour. Just sit there mm-hmm. and it might be five minutes. It might be five hours. Just let, yeah. let, let our Lord, you know, kind of guide you in that regard. Mm-hmm. And it really just then kind of liberates you then in some small way or very real way to just be present. So, yeah. So how do we, how do we get to the point of being able to be just in the present? Because we're talking about adoration. So that's a very specific yeah. thing, but how do we do this? <clears throat> Any suggestions? Well, I think first the practical thing is remove those uh, most basic distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it ultimately is being able to have an, a self knowledge and an awareness of, oh. of the good mm-hmm. that's present before me. Mm-hmm. So I can think about just like the example of my own friendships mm-hmm. um, that have been privileged to be able to see this 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 great good, mm-hmm. this very this profound good in my friends, and it's like okay, and recognizing that then. Our heart and mind naturally desires to focus on that which we see as good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then that, you know, so I can sit down with my friends and uh, it's quite beautiful. We might sit down for a phone call <laughs> or, you know, for a meal or something. It's it's eight o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden it's like, look at the time. It's like, oh, it's one in the morning. Right. It feels like it's been 15 <laughs> minutes. But I think part of that is fueled ultimately, well, one I can on a more abstract level, I can, like I can, I can recognize their good, the mm-hmm. good that's present in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's focusing, I think, on real things. Maybe that's always yeah. kind of a theme I've talked about yeah. before in previous episodes. But it's like have interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. Actually, focus on things that are real. Keep us grounded in reality. Because maybe that's another thing. Like if you're worried about always worried about the future, the future isn't real yet. Right. Right. Past isn't you know, sort of real, but it's like what's yeah. most real is the present. So. Right. And we get very caught up in worry and uh, anxiety, which just really sets us on a bad path yeah. for our day. And most of the time you consider most of the time your worry and anxiety, is it actually, is it actually real? Right. Well, you none wor- of the things you're worried about happen. Yeah. When you worry so. about like, oh, this could happen, that could happen. Like mm-hmm. how often does it really happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the um, Kairos for those with children, uh, I don't have any children, Father Father Records obviously does not not have have any any children. children. (laughs) But for those with children, this can be maybe really helpful in spending time with their kids to really focus on the moment that they're with them. Or maybe it's um, uh, on the time you're you're spending with a um, sick friend or relative. my dad, for instance, uh, has been battling, battling cancer for several years, and um, I go regularly with him for his chemo treatments. And it's some of the most—my dad listens to this show, so he's going to hear this. <laughs> um, it's actually some of the most beautiful times I've spent with him, and it's very much in the present and getting to just talk to him and not worry about, yes, I have to go back to work, and there's a lot of things that are waiting for me there— but to try to just be in that time and we have our deepest conversations and those times when I think that God enters into those places. So I think the, those are really beautiful moments and we need to look for those and nurture those in our lives. When I, the first thing that comes to mind is that's a very real moment. That's mm-hmm. a very real reality. Like mm-hmm. That's something that is ultimately very important to both of you, but it's not it's not frivolous. It's something. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, you, like, I think in that moment, I'd say like, you recognize this, a great good and importance mm-hmm. to this moment. Mm-hmm. So um, you just said something there that actually makes me think. So. so you said it's not frivolous. I think a lot of us think that focusing on a particular, uh, focusing on the present is frivolous. They might hear you say, I talked to a friend from eight o'clock until one in the morning and think, well, I don't have time for that. That's frivolous, as you just said. I think we have to get out of that mindset, don't we? Do you know what I'm saying? That we don't have time for that. We have stuff to do and we can't 
I don't have time for the present. I got stuff to worry about and I got to well, go get ready for this and go do that. We yeah. Just before the show, we were trying to get ready for what yeah. we were going to say. <laughs> and then, yeah. So maybe, I guess here's a thought, like in my own, con- my own conversations, um, and some people make fun of me for this, but, uh, you know, I have a habit of just essentially kind of having conversations, wandering around with my coffee cup, just talking to people, as you know very well. But it's like, are those conversations actually frivolous? Yes, we might be talking about silly things. We might be joking. You know, we might be, I don't know, talking about anything. Just, yeah. um, But it's like then, I think, from, at least for myself, those are those moments of being able to, to really for lack of better terms, waste time Yeah, with people. It's like, those are those occasions of which I've made friends, mm-hmm. of which I've really got to know people. Um, not just even my best friends, but just people in general. Like I get to know them, they get to know me. And mm-hmm. then now all of a sudden I have, I've through something seemingly frivolous. Now I've attained something that's actually very meaningful, right. and real friendship. Yep. So now let's think about that. You can do that with God. Absolutely. Yeah. Take that frivolous time and spend that in silence and in uh, communion, I suppose, with God. Yeah. Once you say that. So maybe here's another just kind of a squirrel thought, um, (laughs) random thought. But so I remember way back when I was in college, I attended uh, a retreat with the community of St. John's. Mm -hmm. And they're a wonderful community. They're out in Illinois. And this uh, Father Nathan was talking about how it's so very easy for us to, like, get caught up just doing things in prayer that we maybe sit down for a holy hour and, like, okay, first I'm going to read scripture, yeah. I'm going to pray my rosary, and then I'm going to journal, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to—and he's just, like, God's, God likes those things, but he's just, like, God's also perfectly fine with it if you just sit there. Yeah. And maybe you have no idea, like, you feel this feels awkward, I don't really know what to do. Um, it just feels like time is— either, dragging, I don't know, whatever, you know, but he's like those moments in which you feel like you're wasting your time the most in prayer are probably perhaps those times in which God can actually be, those are the times that God appreciates. He can actually be working in you. Yeah. He can be silly and frivolous with God too. So it's like, I remember him just saying, he's like, he's like, he's like, don't ever feel bad about wasting time with God or Mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, you didn't accomplish anything in prayer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes we're very results oriented. We like yes. to see like, I have to see a practical yep. result. And if it's not, then it, if I don't see a result, then it's frivolous. And it's like, and my well, time was wasted. And my time was wasted. But yeah. It's like, no, no. And even if, yeah, so even if you think like I didn't do anything in prayer, uh, didn't feel like I got anything out of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's never a waste. Right. Father, that was an interesting conversation. So I'm going to just wrap it up by saying, hey, live in the Kairos, live in, in the, the present, live in the moment. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the future and certainly don't dwell on the past because you can't do anything to change it. You can always be better, but you don't, you can't change the past. So why worry about the future? Who cares about the past? Just live in right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Father, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us about something a little deep. And uh, I, I I mean, I got good things out of it and I hope everybody else did too. So thanks. Thank, Thank you for having me. You bet. If you haven't found us on social media already, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at SF Diocese Anytime. You can also um, make sure you check your email. And uh, we do send out a weekly email newsletter called Against the Current. Um, Many of you get it. If you haven't opened it up yet, open it up. There's lots of good stuff there. 
that's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.